Section 2 of the Science History of the Universe, Volume 8. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Science History of the Universe, Volume 8. Edited by Francis Watt Wheeler. Number Part 2. Chapter 1. Number. Part 2. The Babylonian number system was based on 60, both for whole numbers and fractions. The possible explanation of the sexagesimal system is that the year was reckoned as 360 days, thus dividing the circle into 360 parts. And they were probably aware of the division of the circle into six parts by stepping off the radius six times on the circumference and by so doing arriving at sixty parts of the circle in each part stepped off sixty proved to be particularly favorable base being divisible by two three four five six ten and twelve a large mass of information as to the mathematical accomplishments has recently been revealed by professor hilprecht who has examined more than fifty thousand cuneiform inscriptions from the temple library of nippur the Babylonians had a strange custom of deriving their numbers from a large number, which may be called a basal number. This basal number is 12,960,000, or 60 to the fourth. This number is, according to the theory of Professor Hilprecht, the famous number of Plato, Republic, Book 8. This number is constructed from 216 the minimal number of days of gestation in the humankind, and is called the lord of better and worse births. If the 216 be interpreted as days together with 12,960,000, the latter number gives 36,000 years, the great platonic year, which was the length of the Babylonian cycle. Thus implied that Plato's famous number and the idea of its influence upon the destiny of man originated in Babylonia. The Aztec system of numeration had the score for its basis. There were special signs for the first five numerals, for twenty, for its square, four hundred, and for the cube, eight thousand. Certain combinations of signs symbolized the other numerals. The Chinese had, from earliest times, constructed a system of numerals, similar, in many respects, to what the Romans probably inherited from their Pelasgic ancestors. It is only to be observed that the Chinese mode of writing is the reverse of the Arabic, and that beginning at the top of the leaf it descends in parallel columns to the bottom, proceeding, however, from right to left, as practiced by most of the Oriental nations. Instead of the vertical lines used by the Romans, therefore horizontal ones are found in the Chinese notation. Thus, one is represented by a horizontal stroke with a barb termination, two by a pair of such strokes. The mark for four has four strokes with a flourish. Three horizontal strokes and two vertical ones form the mark for five, and other symbols exhibit the successive strokes abbreviated so far as nine. Ten is figured by a horizontal stroke, crossed with a vertical score. To show that the first rank is completed, while 100 has two vertical scores connected by three short horizontal ones. The Hindu system was based on the principle of assigning a symbol to each of the nine numbers 
of the first column. 1, 4, 1, 2, 4, 2, 3, 4, 3, 4, 4, 4, 5, 4, 5, 6, 4, 6, 7, 4, 7, 8, 4, 8, and 9, 4, 9. The Hindu notation may be reconstructed as follows. It requires to write the number pictured in the accompanying cut. There are four in the A column, or four ones, three in the B column, or three tens, five in the C column, or five hundreds, one in the D column, or one thousand, and four in the E column, or four ten thousands. Using the symbols above, four is written in the A compartment, three in the B compartment, etc. So long as a box arrangement is used with the compartments named, the method would be considered complete. In fact, the above number could be written just as well without the cells, as 41,534. And the order for which any symbol stands would be determined by its position with reference to the others. This is called the place value property, and is the important feature of the system. But one thing is lacking. The method fails when any column is empty. Suppose columns A and C above to be vacant. There would be then four E's, one D, three B's, and no A's nor C's. This could be written in cells, but could not be written without some scheme of labeling the columns. To avoid this difficulty, a new symbol, cipher, was invented. It was called cipher from an Arabic word meaning empty. The above number may now be written 4, 1, cipher, 3, cipher. In the Hindu notation, each symbol is in addition to its intrinsic value, an acquired value resulting from its position. Thus the 3, standing in the second place, has the value 30, 3 being its intrinsic value, and the 10 being its acquired or place value. Thus both the multiplicative and additive principles are involved in place value. 325 is 3 times 100 plus 2 times 10 plus 5. Writing two symbols, now called figures, side by side, adds them after the left-hand figure has been multiplied by 10. This is readily seen that there is no limit to the number of columns that may be used without increasing the number of symbols. That is, the Hindu notation begins at unit's column and may be carried indefinitely to the left. The smallest number that may be written so far is unity or one. The two final steps in the perfecting of the system, the invention of the decimal point, which permits of the writing of numbers indefinitely small, striking off the right-hand barrier, and the discovery of the exponential notation and logarithms, which facilitate computations, will be considered later, together with the long struggle between the Roman and Hindu systems for supremacy. The origin of the Hindu notation is shrouded in mystery. It is custom for Orientals to attribute any great discovery or invention to the direct revelation of the gods. Professor Hilbrecht gives an illustration of this trait. According to Barossus, a Babylonian priest who lived sometime between 330 and 250 BC, the origin of all human knowledge goes back to divine revelation on primeval times. In the first year, there made its appearance from a part of the Eurythian Sea which bordered upon Babylonia, a living being endowed with reason, who was called Oanes. 
according to this tradition, confirmed by Apollodorus, the whole body of this creature was like that of a fish, and it had a, under a fish's head another or human head, and feet similar to those of a man subjoined to the fish's tail, and it also had a human voice, and a representation of him is preserved even to this day. This being, it is said, in the daytime, used to converse with men, without, however, taking any food. He instructed men in the knowledge of writing, of sciences, and every kind of art. He taught them how to settle towns, to construct temples, to introduce laws, and to apply principles of geometrical knowledge. He showed them how to sow and how to gather fruit. In short, he instructed men in everything pertaining to the culture of life. From that time, nothing else has been added by way of improvement. But when the sun is set, this being Oanes used to plunge again into the sea and abide all night in the deep, for he was amphibious. Professor Florian Kajori thus sums up the leading conclusion due to Wopek as the historical development of the Hindu numeral system. The Hindus possessed the nine numerals, without the zero or cipher, as early as the second century after Christ. It is known that about that time a lively commercial intercourse was carried on between India and Rome by way of Alexandria. There arose an interchange of ideas as well as merchandise. The Hindus caught glimpses of Greek thought, and the Alexandrians received ideas on philosophy and science from the East. The nine numerals without the zero thus found their way to Alexandria where they may have attracted the attention of the Neo-Pythagoreans. From Alexandria they spread to Rome, thence to Spain and the western part of Africa. Between the 2nd and 8th centuries, the nine characters in India underwent change in shape. A prominent Arabic writer, Al-Biruni, died 1038, who was in India during many years, remarks that the shape of Hindu numerals and letters differed in different localities, and that when the Hindu notation was transmitted to the Arabs, the latter selected from the various forms the most suitable. But before the East Arabs thus received the notation, it had been perfected by the invention of the zero and the application of the principle of position. Perceiving the great utility of the Columbus egg, the zero, the West Arabs borrowed this apoch-making symbol from those in the East but retained the old forms of the nine numerals which they had previously received from Rome. The reason for this retention may have been a disinclination to unnecessary change, coupled perhaps with a desire to be contrary to their political enemies in the East. The West Arabs remembered the Hindu origin of the old forms, the so-called gubar or dust minerals. After the 8th century, the numerals in India underwent further changes, and assumed the greatly modified forms of the modern Davanagari numerals. Professor Moritz Cantor recently expressed the opinion that the use of the zero was probably due to the Babylonians, 1700 BC. There are two methods of reading numbers in general use, in both of which the orders are grouped, beginning with the first order, or the order of units. In the French method, each group consists of three orders, such a group being called a period. The names of the first three orders, 
being with the lowest, are units, tens, and hundreds. These names are applied to the three orders in each period, followed by the name of the period. The names of the first 12 periods are follow. 1. Units 2. Thousands 3. Millions 4. Billions 5. Trillions 6. Quadrillions 7. Quintillions 8. Sextillions 9. Septillions 10. Octillions 11. Nonillions 12. Decillions In the English method, each period consists of six orders. Named units, tens, hundreds, thousands, ten thousands, and hundred thousands. The names of the periods follow. 1. Units, 2. Millions, 3. Billions, 4. Trillions, 5. Quadrillions, 6. Quintillions. In both systems, the number names are read in descending order from left to right. And in all cases, compounds are formed in the same way, except in the interval from 10 to 20. Professor Brooks in Philosophy of Arithmetic gives the following account of number naming. A single thing is called one. One and one more are two. Two and one are three. And in the same manner, we obtain four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine. And then adding one more and collecting in a group, we have ten. Now, regarding the ten as a single thing and proceeding to the principled state, we have one and ten, two and ten, three and ten, and so on up to ten and ten which we call two tens. When we arrive at ten tens, we call this a new group, a hundred. This is the actual method by which numbers were originally named. But unfortunately, perhaps, for the learner and for science, some of these names have been so modified and abbreviated by the changes incident to use, that with several of the smaller numbers at least, the principle has been so far disguised as not to be generally perceived. If, however, the ordinary language of arithmetic be carefully examined, it will be seen that the principle has been preserved, even if disguised so as not always to be immediately apparent. Instead of 1 and 10, we have substituted 11, derived from an expression formerly supposed to mean 1 left after 10, but now believed to be a contraction of the Saxon endelefen, or Gothic einlif. And instead of 2 and 10, we use the expression meaning two left after ten, but now regarded as arising from the Saxon twelif, or Gothic twalif. In the numbers following twelve, the stream of speech, running day by day, has worn away a part of the primary form, and left the words that now exist. Thus, supposing that the original expression to be three and ten, if we drop the conjunction, we have three ten, changing the ten to teen, and the three to we have 13. In a similar manner, 20 is contracted of two tens. It is to be noticed that Professor Brooks has always used the form 2 and 10 rather than 10 and 2. That such use leading to the forms from 10 to 20 is the exception rather than the rule is seen when it is recalled that from 20 on the larger number is always read first. The word million seems to have been used first by Marco Polo. During the next 300 years, it was used by writers in several senses, and not until the 16th century did it succeed in finally securing its place in the number system. Billion in the English system is equivalent to 1,000 French billions, or a trillion. 
an example will suffice to show the two methods of reading a number. Thus, 4, 3, 6, 7, 9, 2, 5, 4, 3, 8, 9, 6, 5, 7, 8, according to the French method, is read 436 trillion, 792 billion, 543 million, 896,578, while the English method would be 436 billion, 792,000, 543 million, 896,578. The primitive form of the abacus was a board strewn with sand, upon which lines were drawn and pebbles were used as counters. On the Egyptian abacus, the lines were at right angles to the operator, and Herodotus states that they calculate with pebbles by moving the hand from right to left, while the Greeks move it from left to right, thus indicating that the unit's column was taken with the Egyptians on the extreme left. The varying values of the counters, when changed from one column to another, is referred to in the comparison of Diogenes Laertius. A person friendly with tyrants is like the stone in computation, which signifies now much, now little, which recalls Carlyle's ranking of men with the pieces on a chessboard. A single example of a Greek abacus is extant in the form of a marble table, discovered on the island of Solamus in 1846, and now preserved in Athens. This table is five feet long and two and a half feet wide, and the lines which are parallel to the operator are in a good state of preservation. Difficulty of calculation with Roman numerals rendered necessary the use of the abacus, inherited from the Greeks and in turn the ease with which the ordinary computations were performed with its aid prevented the perfection or inventing of a usable system of notation. Horace alludes to the practice of boys marching to school with the abacus and boxes of pebbles suspended from the left arm. Quo pero magnis exentorionibus orito levo suspensi loculos tabula lamci lacerto. In the time of the greatest Roman luxury, the counters were of ivory, silver, and gold. The more serviceable form was developed under Roman usage, in which the table or board was replaced by a thin metal plate and grooves cut entirely through, in which were metal buttons, which could be slid from one end of the groove to the other. If at one end a button registered one in that groove, if at the other it was valueless. In place of a long groove containing nine buttons, a shorter groove registered four, and still shorter one immediately above had a value of five. At the right of the unit's column were two short columns in which could be registered twelfths, the Roman fraction still preserved in name in ounce and inch. Several of these metal abaci are to be found in museums. Another form of abacus, still in general use in the Orient, is that of a frame across which wires are strung, upon which are movable beads. This is the swan pan of the Chinese and the tokchu of the Russians. In 1812, the abacus was carried from Russia to France in the form of the counting frame, as a device for teaching number in primary work, and is now found in all kindergartens. A slight evidence of belief in the cultural epoch theory that the training of the child mind should follow the steps in the mental development of the race. 
At the decadence of Rome, the Roman notation and abacus reckoning remained as an inheritance to Central Europe. The Arabs being in possession of the Hindu numerals carried them to Spain, and they were used in the commercial towns bordering the eastern end of the Mediterranean Sea. Some of the more aspiring youths of England and France journeyed to Spain to acquire the learning of the Greeks in Hindus, which had been preserved and cultivated assiduously by the Moors. Others, merchantmen of Italy, perceived the advantage gained in the use of these numerals in the Phenocitian towns, and they in turn carried the knowledge home. Of the former who visited Spain was Gerbert, afterward Pope Sylvester II. Gerbert's abacus was of leather and contained twenty-seven columns. In place of the old counters, new ones of horn were used, upon each of which one of the first nine numerals was written. Thus the first step in the use of the Hindu numerals was taken. Of the latter, merchantman of Italy was Leonardo of Pisa, who in 1202 wrote a treatise on mathematics called Liber Abacai. It begins thus. The nine figures on the Hindus are nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. With these nine figures, and this sign, cipher, which in Arabic is called cipher, any number may be written. The long struggle of 500 years for supremacy between the line reckoning or abacus and the Hindu numerals began. In one of the cuts is seen a page of line reckoning from an early English textbook, The Grounds of Artes, by Robert Record, 1558. This work, which ran through at least 28 editions, is in the form of a dialogue between master and pupil. The following extract concerns the difficulty the pupil has in multiplying by a fraction, as to why the product should be less than the number multiplied. The master explains the definition of multiplication, but the scholar is not satisfied, and the master says, Master, if I multiply more than one, the thing is increased. If I take it but once, it is not changed. And if I take it less than once, it cannot be as much as before. Then, seeing that a fraction is less than one, if I multiply by a fraction, it follows that I do take it less than once. Pupil Sir, I do thank you much for this reason, and I trust that I do perceive the thing. The use of counters had not disappeared in England and Germany before the middle of the 17th century. Various methods of finger reckoning have been developed and are commonly found in the older arithmetics. The accompanying cut is from records The Ground of Artists, 1558, and gives a general idea of this practice. According to Pliny, the image of Janus, or the sun, was cast with the fingers so bent as to indicate 365 days. Some have thought the Proverbs 3, 16, Length of days in her right hand alludes to such a form of expressing numbers. An interesting illustration is given by Leslie. The Chinese have contrived a very neat and simple kind of digital signs for denoting numbers, greatly superior to that of the Romans. Since each figure has three joints, let the thumbnail of the other hand touch these joints in succession, passing up one side of the finger, down the middle, and again up the other side thus giving nine marks applicable to the decimal notation. On the little finger, these signify units. On the next, tens, 
on the necks, hundreds, etc. The merchants of China are accustomed, it is said, to conclude bargains with each other by help of these signs, and to conceal the pantomime from the knowledge of bystanders. The Korean schoolboy carries to school a bag of counting bones, each about five inches long, and somewhat thinner than the ordinary lead pencil. A box of square sticks, four inches in length and about a half an inch square, called sangi, is used in a very ingenious fashion by the Chinese for the solution of algebraic equations. The form of reckoning board adopted in the Middle Ages has left some words and customs. Fitz Nightsgerald, writing about the middle of the 12th century, describes the board as a table of 10 feet long and 5 feet wide, with a ledge or border, and was surrounded by a bench or bank for the officers. From this bank comes the modern word bank as a place of money changing. The table was covered after the term of Easter each year with a new black cloth divided by a set of white lines about a foot apart and across another set, which divided the table into squares. This table was called skakarium, which formerly meant chessboard, and which is the term exchequer, the court of revenue. End of section 2